0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish.
1: The podcast begging <laughs> for your submission. Oh no. S- submissions begging for your submissions to our uh twitter and instagram contest where you could come up with the podcast that jesus christ see, see the internet for details
0: could work thanks daddy i'm mike johnson i'm Kyle gets and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today today we're putting the titty in chastity
1: <laughs> putting the ass in chastity yeah.
0: putting the <laughs>
1: that's what you say to a dog when it's being bad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh also just gonna go and say the lights may go out at any moment here because it's spooky season also apparently something with the power grid but yeah (laughs) so if we sound like we're on edge this whole time it's not because we're chased
0: yeah the lights have been flickering, and that just happens. Because it's
1: spooky right. season. It's, it's, it's either spooky season or
0: just the wind is blowing.
1: <laughs> I say it's ghosts. Great. chased ghosts.
0: We're going to chase some ghosts. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about chastity, but first. But first. Uh, we have a hundred words this week.
2: Ooh,
0: so uh, a, a dramatically underutilized benefit in, uh, at the... I don't know what level it is now. We just changed our Patreon go, levels. So I don't well, know. that
1: didn't change, so that's not an excuse. Go see Shh. to check on, <laughs> to, to check on the level yourself at gayish podcast.
0: But basically, if you submit 100 words, at a certain level of Patreon, if you submit 100 words, I'm going to read them. Doesn't matter what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, dear guys, this is AE from the Facebook group. I've always wanted to utilize my 100 words Patreon benefit, but I've never known what I wanted to use Mike's mouth for. (laughs) After the discussion in the 250th episode about who the hottest Pope was, I finally knew what to send. I'm not sure if this will make a believer of Kyle or will turn him even further away from God. Wink emoji. (laughs) Take care, guys. Love, AEC. This is The Pope's Penis by Sharon Olds. It hangs deep in his robes a delicate clapper at the center of a bell. It moves when he moves, a ghostly fish in a halo of silver seaweed, the hair swaying in the dark and the heat. And at night, while his eyes sleep, it stands up in praise of God. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for that. Uh, that's the most I've ever talked about the Pope's cock before. So, <laughs> really uh, appreciate that. That's
1: the most uh fish metaphors I've heard for a penis. <laughs> yeah, what? Why
0: is it? Why is a penis like a
1: fish? Because it's slimy, and I I eat them. I don't. <laughs> <care>. <laughs> swedish
0: fish (laughs) they're kind of gummy (laughs) (laughs) produced overseas i don't know man all right well thanks ae and uh the rest of y'all out there uh if you have this as a benefit please feel free to use my mouth yeah yeah
1: (laughs) um also before we get in the news a couple Mm. of uh notices Things to be aware of. Awareness True. things. Uh, it is. Bulletins. Card- sure. This is the virtual <laughs> bulletin board. It is appearing <laughs> in the very first time in the middle of this episode. Wanted roommate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you could do that with your. You could. It could be like a dating pro. Gayish dating. If you want to use your 100 words for like date me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My fish is so Blessed or whatever um asexual <laughs> it is currently a asex- asexuality awareness week october 24th to 30th um i'm gonna talk a little bit more about asexuality great that'll be fun um also uh october 26th which i think was a couple days ago intersex awareness day yeah so um some some good weeks hey everybody hey asexuality people <laughs> that's how they prefer to be referred to and <laughs> intersex folks hi
0: Great to to have you. To any intersex aces out there, we're noticing the shit out of you right now. Yeah, I see you so hard. (laughs) Uh, News? It's time for the news. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. Great. So, uh, yeah, this is, oh man, how do I want to do this? Okay, so. There was a gathering at a home in Woolwich Township in Gloucester County, New Jersey. And uh, this dude named Christian Smith uh, was at this celebration. And one of his relatives brought a gay friend to this celebration. And apparently Mr. Smith, who is 23 years old, lost his shit he objected to the presence of a gay person in the family home said it was a house of god and went on to use homophobic slurs when referring to this gay guest which resulted in an altercation between him and his stepfather dennis mckenzie 43 quote the stepfather took a swing at mr smith and i believe maybe superficially hit him uh Smith was not injured in the scuffle, but proceeded to take out a Glock 19 and shoot his stepdad three times. Uh, He was shot in the head and body and died at the scene.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So... Um, The stepfather was not the gay guest. Though. No, no, like, no, no. D- but just defending the
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. Like this is my house, and it's okay for this gay person to be here. Maybe stop being a fucking dick about it. Of course, the most reasonable response is to shoot him to death. Get out your right? gun. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. So what? What I think is the most ridiculous. Not like it's already been fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Is this trying to claim that it was an accident? <laughs> So, Smith's public defender, Catherine Constantine Blinn, told the court that the shooting was accidental. Uh, She said that the shooting had not been planned and noted that Smith had disassembled the gun after fatally injuring his stepfather. Quote, what that suggests to me, judge, is that this was accidental and that in order to prevent any further issues, Mr. Smith disassembled the gun until police arrived. Mm. Like, oh, Accu- this darn gun keeps going off. I, I better keep take it fucking apart. fucking <laughs> murdering
1: you. This is so. Yeah, no, the accident would be while well, disassembling. Right. Then yeah. it went off. Not like the order of operations here is very important.
0: Yep. 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 So the assistant prosecutor, uh, um, Mr. Anton, said, uh, "You can't quote accidentally shoot somebody three times." Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh no, she. I misgendered. I missed. I misgendered the prosecutor. Um, did I misgender the prosecutor? Yeah, Dana. Dana Anton. Sorry. She said, "You can't accidentally shoot somebody three times," which regardless of gender i agree yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah anyway uh judge mary beth kramer found that there was probable cause for the murder charge and for a second degree charge of possession of a weapon for unlawful reasons Mm. and uh but a third charge for unlawful possession of a firearm was not brought forward since smith had legally bought the gun in pennsylvania and um Bail has been denied. Uh, the judge describes him as a danger to the community.
1: Yeah, if you get so angry you <laughs> fucking shoot like your relatives,
0: yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Anyway, I just this country like fucking this is an american problem yeah i mean
1: they're like i think the two layers of problems of like people's inherent animosity towards gay people which is brought in by like religion politicians and stuff that like they have this just underlying you know like that that just anger for gay people lives under the surface or, or not under the like right there on the forefront also the access to a gun to then do something really damaging. Like he clearly did. Like, like
0: shoot your stepdad.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, he <laughs> illegally obtained the gun. I wouldn't have expected otherwise because you can like walk into a Walmart and be like, I don't know. Is it gun season right now? Yeah. Sure. I get a 50% discount when I buy like a bear skin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
0: exactly. I've got a two for one special coupon. Yeah, Give me exactly. All the guns. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just, you can't be in the same house as a gay person. Like that's what made you lose your shit. Like that's, I don't know. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Anyway, news the second. So, um, Dr. Rachel Levine, who we've talked about a couple of times, who was the U S assistant secretary of health, um, was the fourth,
1: the, the singer of uh, Maroon five until, uh, her brother Adam was like, but look at all my tattoos. I deserve
0: it. (laughs) Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, apparently her brother Adam's tattoos has gotten her uh, sworn in as an admiral Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Mm -hmm. Corps. Uh, Admiral is the highest-ranking official in the 6,000-person service entrusted with protecting the country's public health, including administering COVID-19 vaccines. And uh, Levine is the USPHS Commissioned Corps' first-ever female four-star admiral. Um, in, in a speech at her swearing-in ceremony, Levine said she's honored to, quote, take this role for the impact that I can make and for the historic nature of what it symbolizes. I stand on the shoulders of those LGBTQ plus individuals who came before me, both those known and unknown. May this appointment today be the first of many more to come as we create a diverse and more inclusive future. Hmm.
1: That's beautiful. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, trans people be doing shit other than getting murdered sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> yes. and she's she's doing an amazing, uh, amazing work and is being super visible. And I, I really applaud that. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Um, Congrats.
0: She made history in March when she became the first openly trans federal official approved by the Senate. Uh, the Senate confirmed her by a vote of 52 to 48. Guess how that Joke. was split yeah. up. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Uh, she's a pediatrician and former physician general who led Pennsylvania through two crises, opioids and coronavirus, and served as the secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of Health.
1: Nice. I, yeah. Having trans people like wor- working in healthcare is like no one knows the broken down flaws of the system right. more <laughs> than trans people who have to experience so much shit just trying to exist. And yeah, so.
0: Yep, absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Levine. Thanks. And say hi to your brother. Say hi to your brother. Uh, News the last? Yeah. This is the most adorable uh, story of the week, I think. Well, it's maybe the week before. October 15th, there was an event at a Vermont high school uh, where they, at their homecoming football game, there was a drag ball. At half of time, there was a runway with a mix of students and faculty members dressed up in drag. Um, Gowns, wigs, makeup. A big crowd in rainbow colors to cheer them on uh it was it was mostly organized by the gsa at burlington high school uh ezra totten said uh who's the student leader of the gsa said quote things went amazing the stands were completely packed it was just so heartwarming to see Mm -hmm. uh there were
1: i'm really glad you said it was organized by the gsa because
0: like you could you could if it's I the could, football team it's maybe problematic. i could find ways that people could have <laughs>
1: fucked this up real bad but like that yeah when like actual gay people are organizing it that, that helps me feel better yeah
0: yep uh, uh so let's see there were drag kings and drag queens and um some that were quote a bit of both hmm. um uh they walked out into the field and the crowd started to chant drag ball drag ball <laughs> which is great performers paraded and danced to show support for lgbtq people and lip-synced to todrick hall's rainbow rain i haven't heard that Um, let's put that on the spotify i I guess yeah i guess so uh andrew la an english teacher who looks real good in this dress uh came up with the idea quote we had some people that are pretty involved in theater come in and talk about how you put on a persona And uh, uh, he joined students on the runway dressed in a Shakespearean burgundy gown and a wig. He said he was inspired by Lady Macbeth and Marie Antoinette. Did you
1: say new people in theater? (laughs) I'm so surprised. It's incredible. They had those connections. How did they manage that? (laughs) Really crossed the divide there.
0: Oh, man. Uh, The athletic director, Quarren Pickney, suggested that the show be held at Homecoming. Uh, Lavallee, the English teacher and GSA advisor said, quote, I was just really hoping to give our students who are both out and the students that were in the stands who are not out a moment to shine and feel loved and know that there is a place for them in public schools. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, That's the news.
1: Um, Well we're gonna host our own virtual drag ball right now walking down the runway are the patreon supporters who i've in my mind dressed up in drag great doesn't help because of any of this but thank you to our first performer ali sexton look at them walking down the runway get it yeah go 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 okay so many sequins so many twirls (laughs) uh (laughs) thank you to do param oh cool param Param. okay yeah some why why are you lunging param that's a weird (laughs) move on the but i love but everybody loves it (laughs) so impressive that's hard
0: to do in heels very
1: difficult to do (laughs) shows a lot of strength leg strength uh thanks to jana or yana uh yana is uh doing uh double (laughs) backflips also in heels
0: yep yep
1: (laughs) more impressive
0: yep yep just not to be a you know (laughs) outshine
1: yep Uh, um and andre who's just walking very confidently but like has a really good walk like a tight walk that's yeah. like dropping that hip you know mm-hmm. is that what you do while you walk Yes, guess uh, okay. I don't know
0: Okay, that's you said it we're, like it was a thing we're, we're, we're not drag queen gays, so <laughs> we don't fucking know
1: thank you to all the participants of this impromptu drag ball um, <laughs> and for supporting us on patreon um, go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast uh, two things remember that we have a new $10 I like to watch level so if you like to watch that's where all our video content that we have so you can see us be real cool while we record
0: so sexy
1: uh, we we often do it naked um <laughs> and our uh, <laughs> our next uh, patreon happy hour which anyone at any level patreon gets to join is on november 3rd so you have some time to uh join and hang out with us and always a lot of fun
0: quarterly patreon zoom call yeah wednesday the third at 6 p.m pacific anybody who's a patron at any level come hang out yeah you want to talk about chastity? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I okay. I wanted to first ask. We didn't uh, talk about this when we were like planning this. Yeah. Um, ahead of time, but like, should we have had a chastity a, a chastizer
0: on <laughs> on the show? Chastizer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got fucking Dan. It's okay. fine.
1: <laughs> The fucking Dan will be talking about his own, uh, chest experience, uh, on the Patreon segment. Um, yeah. but on, the, I mean, on the main episode, we are not, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about things we read and talking about kind of a subgroup of people and, yeah. and kink and whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. we have, we have fucking Dan to blame slash congratulate Do for we? this episode
1: right oh because he suggested yeah yeah
0: because yeah, yeah. Uh, like locktober is a thing which i'm mm-hmm. going to talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. um and uh apparently he was locked up during the 250th episode
2: live stream which that's that's who n- knew news that we got today
0: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not just locked up there's more to reveal about what was going on during the 250th episode Whoa. oh wow okay, okay. i'm
1: yeah. nervous
2: yeah
1: um but yeah I I wanted to, I've been thinking about this a lot, not just in terms of this, but, uh, you know, whenever we, I I think a common critique is sometimes, like, we should always have someone on to talk about a thing that we don't know. It's our show. Fuck them. Yes. (laughs) And so I wanted to, like, I've been thinking a lot about this, so both say, and also, like hopefully set the scene for like what is going to happen and so you can decide for yourself if you want to listen to it like we are not like a 20 a gay 2020 or like a gay dateline like we are not saying we represent all of chastity we are not the you know time magazine of here's what chastity is and so we've covered all angles like that's not we're just not that big or important to to represent that and i think uh it is both it is very useful to have people on to talk about chastity but also i think part of trying to understand things and learn things like they always say like don't force other people to always do the work for you so you hmm. have to i think it's important to be able to sit down and do your own research so if we are doing our own research and coming back and talking about here's what this person who does this experiences i think that's also a fair way to ensure people's like their authentic experiences being represented yeah um and if you're an expert in chastity you may hate this because we're you and i don't well i we haven't asked do do if you ever chastity yourself
0: that's a weird verb um no, no it's not I, it's <laughs> normal mike you're the weird one i'm normal um no I, well I, no
1: so anyway i, have no I did idea.
0: not expect this to get this hot this fast and like yeah, <laughs> so hot i definitely have had a thing where like uh for a while there i had this like thing of like i'm gonna wear i'm gonna wear a jock strap so that i don't pay attention to my dick when i hook oh, up
1: oh and like yeah. i don't
0: think that's that's not chastity yeah, yeah but yeah. it kind of is in a way it's like because like, reading about it i think what's what's hot for a lot of people is the the um not having control over their own pleasure and, and the orgasm. And, um, yeah, so that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I have a similar, like I I like some of these ideas, but neither of us are like in the chastity scene. So we are not going to be coming across this as experts. So like, so I, so I, I wanted to put all that up front of like, also like we have not had been having a lot of guests on recently because I have like made it clear of I need to like have certain boundaries and lines. And as people that like are doing this as a side thing and have full-time jobs, I don't, yeah, uh, we, we are doing what we can do. And I think it's a useful conversation to have uh, Introduce at least, you know, the people that do listen to this concept in a, uh, in a way that hopefully communicates it, hopefully is representative of it. And if we get anything wrong, let us know and we'll correct it next time.
0: I mean chastity is a sub thing. Those people are just used to taking what they can get, right?
1: Yeah. Like, uh, th- yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> well- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about turning this whole thing into a we're your doms now. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. Do you want to start?
0: Sure, I'll start. The history of chastity belts or chastity. I think you're you're gonna touch on on some of this also, right? But oh. um <clears throat> So the the chastity belt got its start as an anti temptation device during the crusades. So the whole saga is just that, you know, we're invading the Holy Lands and and <laughs> that's what I call it when someone fucks me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh that the knights would leave to go on the crusades and that uh he would make his lady wear a chastity belt to preserve her faithfulness to him. Um and they're bunch of different designs that that uh come from that era Ex- and of course
1: she didn't get to put a chastity belt on him to preserve his right uh <laughs> chastity to and faithfulness to her
0: right of course not yeah. of course not except hey kyle hey mike all of that is bullshit apparently that's <gasps> oh. just not that's just not true that's oh. totally fabricated you didn't like, tell me
1: you were doing lying history right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't
1: know we were doing two histories in a lie
0: it's in this space i think of like the story makes it seem like it's possibly mm. or probably true yeah. so then people just kind of believe it
1: yeah and it was on Monty Python and the Holy Grail exactly exactly <laughs> a documentary about the, the, what it was like in those
0: days or Robin Hood right right Robin uh, Hood Man in Tights I think there there was also uh, Robin Hood Man in Tights had a, had a chastity belt but there's this like it somehow entered the collective consciousness that chastity belts were this thing that happened in the Middle Ages yeah no oh. it's just 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 not true um uh, there are some early examples that probably were true in like the 16th century but it was very limited and um uh just not something that people knew about hmm. so We've done enough history segments now, Kyle. Who, when do you think it happened? Who actually made chastity belts a thing?
1: Uh, it started in uh, 1843 by a dude named Fred Dranovich. Look, look. <laughs> could it have been the Victorians, Mike?
0: It could have been the Victorians. It was the Victorians. It was, it, yeah, it was the Victorians.
1: What? But, but his name was Fred
0: Dranovich. I don't it's know right? what his name was. Okay, so
1: you can't say I'm wrong because you don't know for sure. <laughs> Point,
0: Kyle. Point, Kyle. So, uh, yeah. It, 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 around the 18th century, um, the, the evils of masturbation became a thing. Uh, it was widely regarded as harmful in Western medicine. Uh, medical, journeys, um, medical journals at the time um, uh, advocated the use of chastity belt or chastity belt like devices to prevent masturbation uh in female children and adolescents even some women the whole wow. uh idea of that um sex or sexuality feminine sexuality was the cause of hysteria
1: isn't aren't these the same people that had like dildos at their office in case they needed to pleasure a woman because she was so hysterical right. like they yeah. they like used dildos as a device a medical device like yep.
0: for sure it, 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 they, I mean they they were so obsessed, they were so obsessed, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like the Christian right today yeah and um anyway so what's what's interesting to me about the Victorians is that that chastity belts kind of have this rise for two different reasons one is bullshit and one actually has some very sad practicality to it Mm. the 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 first is that we thought masturbation was bad Mm. that it would did horrible things to your body some of the things that people wrote about like what masturbation would do to you are absolutely hilarious um and uh, like you can tell what a chronic masturbator looks like because they look depleted their eyes are Uh, saggy and the skin is so
1: like spermless
0: right yeah like all of their (laughs) essence has been removed from them which that's kind of hot but uh, anyway (laughs) uh but but the other is uh, around the time of the industrial revolution, we see a lot more women in the workplace, even in places like factories and um th- th- they were wearing chastity belts so that their male co-workers wouldn't rape them oh like boy th- it was it was it was l- it was less about protecting her purity from her behavior of like wanting to get railed, but rather to ensure that she had some kind of protective layer there when she was around dudes that she was working with. Holy shit. And... Uh, what? Oh, 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 you just look disturbed? Because yeah, it's it's just disturbed. like... Just like
2: the... the yeah, I am just horrified by that story. Sorry, that's all. I, there was no correction. I'm just horrified. <laughs> yeah. That's the face. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: and, and that's sort of when we see chastity belts and the design of them really include like... Spikes around the area. Wow. You know, you you've probably seen illustrations like that, or 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 um, pictures of chastity belts that have just like pokey ass spikes. Like, don't put your dick in there. God. And um, so it's it's also interesting, I think, to note that male chastity devices. I thought were going to be a more or less modern. Invention that it's just like the silly gays came up with it, and and, and that's absolutely not not true. This this other side of like anti masturbatory uh, benefit, Uh, there was a patent that was filed in the United States on June twentieth, nineteen eleven, that was for a dude chastity belt. There's a picture of it, and like you put your dick and balls in there. Like
1: it's got holes. (laughs) (laughs) Um
0: but but yeah uh, it it was it was um it was all to keep men from jerking off because that's real bad yeah and um, it's interesting too that like p- people keep mentioning the 1930s as when like medicine moved away from the idea that masturbation was bad but society certainly didn't no. right like no. we still think of masturbation as being this like dirty shameful don't do it yeah. thing
1: i um remember growing up and i, I did not grow up religious did not go to church except for like when my friend had a you know cookie eating ceremony or whatever they were doing up there and um so like i i just grew up feeling like masturbation was bad and i like did it a whole bunch because because uh, obvious, obviously yeah. Yeah. old hormone rolled kid um and i was like going in for the doc to the doctor like for a checkup and i like s- was like i'm gonna stop masturbating because i don't know if he knows you know can he tell by like doing the ball feeling to make sure i don't have a lump kind of thing and i like couldn't get myself to like stop masturbating and like i had all this shame about it and no one i don't i have no idea where that came from definitely not from my parents definitely not from a religion like it was just inherent in society i guess i don't know i don't know where i got the idea that it was so bad but
0: yeah well because there's all of these i think still powerful cultural messages like you don't have to be religious for religion to impact your thinking yeah
1: i i absolutely think i'm a, a good example of how even though we weren't religious and i've said this before like religion permeates society and society's beliefs are so informed unfortunately by religion that it can fuck you up even if you don't go
0: yep yeah absolutely um and and then there's also the legacy of like the medical impact right like if we full-on believed as a society that jerking off was like going to cause you to die yeah. or go insane or both yeah i think it takes a while for that the impact of that to that collective to go away yeah 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 um did you how
1: did you feel about masturbation as a kid
0: um i mean i i want to blame the catholic church
1: <laughs> that's fair
0: which is fair <laughs> that's a good
1: yeah it's a good repository for blame
0: i, I mean uh, catholic dogma still is that it's bad right or, or wrong That spilling seed and that like mm, that hot. that was the sin of onan or yeah. uh, and therefore onanism which is a, a you know synonym for for masturbation is this the joking off episode You're, again Maybe anyway, people loved it so uh, i mean i i was also similarly like felt guilt and shame and like a reluctance to explore myself in that way mm. and um i i think that's all an unfortunate byproduct of just like the world that we live in mm. this is super problematic you were, you were talking about something uh this triggered a thought i didn't have i had to look it up martin luther the founder of Lutheranism. And, uh, but, uh, he said about masturbation, he thought it was one of the gravest offenses likely to be committed by those who were celibate. He was like, he didn't think that priests should be celibate, that they should actually have an outlet for sexual energy. He said, quote, nature never lets up. We are all driven to the secret sin to say it crudely, but honestly, if it doesn't go into a woman it goes into your shirt <laughs> and um so i i just i i think that uh i don't know how to feel about that because this is like it uh it's it's a lot
1: yeah a dude friend named
0: shirt right <laughs> no it's going into the shirt sure. yeah martin luther said it's okay shirt yeah <laughs> <laughs> take it <laughs> Um. Yeah. So there are uh, also examples of chastity belts that are like have been in museums like the Musee de Cluny in Paris and uh, uh, that have been on display as being like, this was Catherine de Medici's chastity belt. No, what? no, no. <laughs> like it's a fake. So they finally they took it wow. off of display because it it just it just wasn't it was it was made it's not true at all. N- made in the 18th century or whatever um yeah that's more or less the 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 history of chastity belts i also wanted to i guess talk briefly about um the history of locktober which i think is oh. is interesting so locktober is this idea that you practice chastity for the month of october that you get locked up and you give the key to your honey or something or sweetie whatever and the um, key holder is key the holder used, yeah. okay great um <laughs> That just makes me think of, like, you put it in one of those slidey boxes and hide it under a rock in your front yard. Like, oh. That's the, the key holder.
2: Uh, Mistress Leather um, and, uh, and other companies will allow you will, will act as your key holder. You can, like, mail them the key to your chest oh. and they will, with the date that you want it returned. Oh, I'll do that. Send them send in. PO Box one nine
0: eight eight two Seattle Washington nine eight one zero nine. Someone's
1: key holder? Yeah,
0: happy to do that.
1: Wow, that's has there's a got to be a Patreon <laughs> level for that. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like because they know that they want to do it long term, people will mail their keys, or um, often they'll like. I read something that was like people keep keys like for them or, or give. You know, like, like, just like you give people the, a spare key to your house in case right. of an emergency. Like, here's a key to my dick just in case something crazy happens. One
0: thing I didn't plan on talking about, I don't think you did oh. either, is the uh, electronic locking devices oh. that, then like, people got hacked.
1: Oh, God.
0: Like, We've it, talked
1: about that for, like,
0: butt plugs and
1: stuff, but, like...
0: Yeah, there was an electronic, like, oh my God. A- on the internet uh, a cage and... It got hacked. Uh, John Oliver did a whole segment about this on wow. last week tonight um, about, about, yeah, like it became r- ransomware or whatever, wow. right? Like, I'm not going to unlock your dick until you send me, you know, $100,000 oh or God, whatever. God,
1: and, that's horrifying. <laughs> don't upload your electronic locks to the iCloud, everybody.
0: <laughs> um, oh, long-term use. I saw a uh, interview on, I think it was HuffPo that did it. With, uh, with a, a, a penis cage manufacturer who was saying that, to his knowledge, the longest anybody had ever worn one was one year and one day. And that that, was, that beat the previous record of one year <laughs> held by the same person. Like, he decided <laughs> okay. to, to break his own record yeah, by, yeah. by a day. And uh, historically speaking, that's only been possible, like, since the advent of plastics and, and stainless steel um, before before that it, you just could not wear a device for it that long because the materials would not have allowed for mm-hmm. it it would be irritating and could get infected yeah. and, and i mean
1: with today's organic locks the, <laughs> it's just like your straw like now that it's compostable it's gonna break down yep pretty quickly you take one bath and there goes your entire lock system
0: <laughs> um yeah the, so the the history of locktober though as this idea of 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 every day of october it you you should stay locked up um one of the it, it is it is it is very very it's very new um uh, 2013 on a forum is what at least this one person on pedophilus pedophilius.com k barrett big bird's friend k yeah. <laughs> barrett who's a dominatrix did an interview and uh, hey
1: kids today we're gonna learn about sexy stuff
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yay yeah <laughs> loves penis cake
0: or whatever um <laughs> Uh, She says that the earliest reference she could find is from 2013 on a forum, which doesn't even use the word Locktober, but definitely is this guy talking about how his goal is to be locked up every day for the month of October.
1: So it's Um, like... October sounds like someone specifically was like do you want to do it in august like lock just no that doesn't work we gotta take a different one like that that just accidentally fell on the best month to create a portmanteau out of i guess so man getting lucky unlike
0: I mean sometimes Locktober. the internet does good things <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, the critical mass appears to be in 2016 but huh. o- October of 2016 is like when it really started taking off and um this particular dominatrix says that she's participated since 2017 and um yeah and the the popularity of locktober appears to be just because once it started happening people started writing about it and that made people do it more but like big big like mainstream media places have been (laughs) writing about Locktober now for for a while and it's it's gotten it's gotten more and more popular
1: a while meaning years not
0: you know, yeah like yeah. five or six years yeah, gi- yeah give yeah. or take anyway that's 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 a bunch of history stuff yeah you stuck with me through a lot of that kyle thanks
1: oh i definitely did that's for sure Great. I agree. Um, okay, so yeah, we uh, it's interesting because chastity. We are talking. I mean, obviously, the, what the what the original request or thing is is more about the um, uh, the the sexy version that's fun. But yeah, yeah I'm also going to talk a, a little bit more about both sides of it. I'm going to start with the uh, the uh, religious kind of side of chastity yeah you talked about like kind of the history and where it came from and mentioned that even modern day like chastity is still a thing being preached and advocated for so yeah. um i'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh so first um i looked up chastity in urban dictionary and my favorite definition was a funny joke created by a catholic priest while he was surrounded by underage schoolgirls back in the day in england or some shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> used by the church today to make horny people feel guilty for getting down with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like that. I was like, this is the perfect definition. Yeah. Suck on it, Merriam-Webster, or don't because you're chased. Um So I went to, I looked up some like kind of current views of chastity or yeah. and I, uh, there's a site called chastity.com.
0: Great okay and
1: I read the three blog articles that were the main featured ones on their web page and wanted to throw a little, a few quotes at you from the current cur- current blog bloggings of chastity quote me quote I will quote you so good
0: hold on I have to release my Lacroix from its cha <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, so pleasurable. Um, first is an article called The Importance of Pure Affection, published on 8-10-21 by Hudson Byblow. Okay, Hudson Byblow. Ooh. Um. <laughs> I hated everything you just I guess, said. There's so much stuff that I said that's all horrible. Okay. Um. He talked about this guy, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who was thrust into the limelight. This is what I think. <laughs> this dude is not having sex, and he couldn't help that. He um, talking about. <coughs> Good
0: lord. Go ahead. Get your shit together I just, right now. said bye blow, and I just got, got parched. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, Uh,. talking about healthy masculinity and one of the things that apparently this doctor like preacher I don't know said men shouldn't strive to be nice but rather men should strive to be dangerous but with self-control what this uh, there's so much weird shit in there I mentioned
0: you're turned on by that but like (laughs)
1: It would be hot if it wasn't, like, (laughs) some... I don't know anything about Hudson Byblow. I'm going to assume that he's some straight cis dude writing about this, because I think that's uh, pretty fair. Um, Like, men should not strive to be dangerous. That's all... No. No, stop. In in fact, quite the opposite. Yeah. Dangerous with self-control. No, don't be... Don't. Don't do that. That's very bad advice. Um... The he talks about the uh, proper form of touch and said, quote, if any, if someone thinks any touch would send them down a spiral of going too far, then they're right in avoiding it for the sake of avoiding the occasion of sin. And this is like uh, when they're talking about no sex. It's like you can't express, you know, you can touch, uh, it, but don't do it if you think it's going to send you down this spiral. And it's like very. Ugh. Can you imagine like. You have natural impulses. Most people, except for some asexuals, like have natural impulses to have sex. And if you don't have sex touching someone, to me, I would get very turned on by like touch and like that would absolutely make me think of and want to have sex. So imagine like demonizing even touching your partner for fear of sex. Like yeah. that's, um, he Ooh. he did this like. Easy way out of writing a full article, like half the article is quoting some like Catholic dude. Um, he in that Catholic dude that he quoted, it said the fact that men should be passionate and should be able to experience a burning desire to share the gift that they delight with their spouse, perhaps manifesting in them taking her with her consent, of course. <laughs> is um, it's like when you're married, you're allowed to have passion, but like it's interesting. Like I, I see that as like, we can't say taking her anymore. So we have to throw in that she's consenting. But like, to me, that is, is still your, you didn't buff. You didn't soften the blow enough of like describing it as taking your wife. Like that, that's clearly your view of what sex is and i would be very curious to hear them define consent in any rational or normal well, way
0: There are those jurisdictions i don't know if any of them are still this way but probably because the world is fucked up mm-hmm. where like marital rape is not a thing yeah it must. Yeah. like like that you can't
1: yeah 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 so like they it's interesting that i think they're trying to adjust or update their language a little bit like the fact that it said with consent at all like cool (laughs) let's start caring about that but like talking about taking your wife or being dangerous but thoughtfully like there's i don't know um uh and the last quote from this article i will say is virtue which is increased through hard work is the reason a man treats his woman with dignity not because of his neutered lukewarmness that keeps him afraid of responsibility um and again like you're trying to say a good thing I think but like it's clear the ways of viewing women and your wife and like the virtues the reason you treat his woman with dignity like yeah there's a certain level of like what do you need the reason to treat people right. good? Yeah. Is yeah. that a,
0: yeah, just be be a decent human being just because not because Jesus is it. Yeah. Because
1: it's, yeah. Like it's not because you're trying to achieve virtue. Right. Just be, I don't know. There's like all these fucked up ideas <laughs> that are going into like your belief about women and your wife and your role as a man that I think this is. Yeah.
0: I'm reminded of like all of those people that legit believe like my ex-husband's sister said out loud in so many words that it's the woman's job to dress in a non-sexually provocative Mm -hmm. way, lest she arouse the deep passion that men can't help themselves. (laughs) Like it's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Super fucked up.
1: Um, another article I by the same dude, um, is, uh, talks about porn and how, um, I I really just fuck this guy. Like I hate him so much. He talks about the uh, horrid scourge of pornography that is destroying relationships. Sure. Um, He said, if entering into pornography was rightly seen as a form of self abuse, then it would be Mm. easier for people to connect the use of pornography to the topic of trauma and uh, talked about it as a, like a form of self harm, which like fuck right off because it's like one of these things where you're without need creating something that you are then viewing as harming yourself. Like you're creating a thing that you naturally want. To, it's like if someone said blinking was bad for you and you're like, yeah. of course I'm going to blink or want to blink. And when you blink, then you're bad. And now this is a form of like abuse. You're like creating a definition of what it is to abuse yourself. That doesn't need to be there in the first place.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, last article i'll mention is about um from sarah larue um that was also the third article posted on this about free and with full consent which apparently it's something you say like you enter in a marriage with uh, freely and with full consent what's um, what's
0: partial consent how is there anything but full consent right like what's... i mean
1: partial <laughs> consent could be like you can put in my mouth but not in my butt
0: okay all right
1: you can marry me but you can't marry my friend i don't know okay. <laughs> partial i don't know um so she says if you cannot deny yourself sexual pleasure lust will color your perspective when approaching a potential spouse and you will marry the pleasure instead of the person barf it and like this is part of the like rationale for i guess because you're just so fucking horny like you just find someone that you just like fucking can't think of them as anything else but, like, your little pleasure vehicle that you want to be married to. Yeah. Like, there's some degree of, like, yeah, when you first meet someone, it's fun to, like, hook up and there's, there's like, there's an aspect of sex but, like, it's kind of what you're talking about of, like, you – that doesn't – men don't exist in this world where, like, oh, now I'm 100% pure animalistic instinct and I can't think of anything else and then I get married and I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, You were just fun to fuck. Like, yeah. It's just – yeah
0: yeah 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 what a what a weird relationship to like sex has this special crazy mystic magical horse shit attached to it that like so many other things don't yeah and um it's weird
1: or she talks about like you know your relationship with christ will help you break your lust and it's like another way to like uh, religion is can be a form of abuse like absolutely to to say that you will not feel lust or like if you feel lust then you're sinning and so you need christ more and you people humans most of us naturally feel it and will then feel bad and need christ like it's it's like this weird abusive relationship that like
0: yeah 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 yeah, if, if you're starting to feel horny, just think about Jesus. No, not sexy Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> angry, vengeful Jesus that's scolding you. Full white and silver caftan, Jesus that you can't see anything.
1: Anyway. Um, she did say one thing that I actually agreed with to to her credit. Um in talking about the good relationships and what they mean, um, she said, if you are terrified of being alone, fear will cling to any reasonable prospect that comes along and you marry the relationship instead of the person. So she talked about like what are mostly focusing on pleasure and sex as like, don't get so hung up on this thing. You need to be like, there's a, there's an aspect of like learning who you are, being independent and like love on Jesus and whatever that made it. So when you marry, you're marrying another person and not the idea of relationship because you're worried about being alone or the pleasure attached to them. So like there are parts of that that make sense. There's like some, some good ideas floating through this horrible, like toxic opinion of, of sex, sex and sexuality. Yeah. Um, so I mean, all of that is fucked up and all of that is to say like, these I think are the really harmful beliefs that are clearly actively being promoted today of what a lot of people naturally feel and make you feel bad for it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, these are why we feel bad about ourselves. And these, these are why like I even sometimes feel bad about the podcast we do because it's so sexual and like, you're not supposed to, that's not supposed to be a thing. Right. Um, but there's some forms of sexuality that are okay. Like big mouth, like is an entire TV show about the budding sexuality of like this kid. And I don't know. Like it's weird. What is sexually allowed and not, I don't know. So we we, I, we have this fucked up idea of, of sexuality and that we really need to break.
0: Yeah, we do. How do we do that? Kyle?
1: We talk, we, we talk about it. That's a, that's a first step. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Pick a little pick a little, a little, a little, a little yeah. cheap, cheap, cheap. Okay, pick a lot, fuck a little more. Uh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: is, it, is it my turn then? Yeah. So what we're doing yeah. now? Unless
1: there's a third uh, host that we have here that wants to go next. <laughs> I don't know who else would go <laughs> other than you, but yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Well, I figured. I figured. Uh, so for October, for those 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 of our listeners who are like into that, yeah figured i would just like because they're all locked up and can't do anything about it i was gonna try to turn them on so uh um, <laughs>
1: can we before we like transition from like the shitty form of chastity into the like what what makes or i don't know if now's the right time like what what is the difference then people like there. i just talked about people preaching chastity in a way that i think is very fucked up yeah and you're about to talk to you know, this kink or subgroup of people that do it. And I think it's good and healthy. So what's the difference?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the religious chastity that you're talking about is the denial of pleasure. It's the denial of, uh, it's a moral, uh, failing to engage in sexual activity. So you have to stop it. But the kink is based in like sex is good and healthy, but the anticipation and the denial, the place in control of, that in someone else's hands is part of the appeal right it's it's not at no point in time is that a moral failing like the desire to be express sexual energy is 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 not a moral issue a moral failing
1: yeah i think there's an underlying like one has the kink that we're about to talk about there's an an actual understanding of the underlying sexual needs and like sexuality in a real, true, honest way. And you're working with that to decide, okay, I'm going to make my own choice, not because God thinks I'm bad, like make my own choice to deprive myself of this because I choose to and because I understand that will do certain things to my body. Like there's far more understanding and it's coming from yourself rather than uh, someone else preaching or forcing you to do it. So it's like the... The individual freedom and knowledge that I think comes with what you're about to talk about that makes it different.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Although I'm not going to talk about that, really. I'm just going to.
1: No, we just wanted to clarify why one's good and one's bad because they could come across as similar.
0: Uh, I found a brief. It's a short story, but this is the synopsis of the short story. Okay. Uh, Male Chastity Device is a fictional short story about. Oh, and I changed the pronouns because I didn't want it to be straight. (laughs) Uh, A man's loving husband locking him in a chastity device and slowly increasing his control over him with humiliation and eventually a small amount of torture. The man tries to go along with the situation and the line between consent and non-consent is blurred. Here is a small excerpt. Is it okay if we talk? I asked. He replied. Of course, babe. What's on your mind? I love how each of us always stops whatever we're doing when the other enters the room. I asked... Why did you put this on me? He replied, Because I want you to be a good boy. I said, What do you mean a good boy? He said, Be a good boy and get me a glass of water. I was puzzled. He didn't need to demean me. I'm always glad to get him water or whatever else he wants. If this is being a good boy, then he already had that. I fetched a glass of water, and when I returned, I said, Is this being a good boy? He said, kneel and it keeps going that, that's all <laughs> that's that's all you get what what's that's all wh- i'm giving you
1: oh oh <laughs> <laughs> holding back
0: yeah yeah
1: what stood out to you about that why you
0: um most mostly it was that like it it uh it drove home for me that for people who are into this kink and living this 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 scenario so much of it is really a vehicle for what is fundamentally a dom sub relationship, I think, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a particular form of that, but at the end of the day, it is, it's about control and it's about domination and submission. And, um, so this, this story that, that talks about this couple exploring this and this sort of slow turning up the dial of the, the, the BDSM aspects of the relationship. Uh, it just, it made it, it made it clear to me like maybe what's in it for, for them. Yeah. Cause the idea of like locking myself up in a cage or having somebody do that to me, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that, but, uh, this made me get it. Would you try it better? Sure.
1: Really? You'd yeah. let some like, let's say for a week.
0: Oh man. I really like my dick Kyle. I don't uh, know I okay. A, a day? <laughs> like what's, yeah, maybe I, yeah, yeah. It, maybe. Cause I do, I, I do like, um, I've been sort of exploring for myself. I think like the Dom sub stuff, like, cause it's never really been part of my like dynamic I thought, too much before. But in
1: my mind, you hated that stuff. Like you could try to pretend to like be Dommy cause some people wanted that, but like your heart was never really totally in it.
0: Yeah. Heart not in it is different than hate it. Like I've, I've never been anti or turned off by, but it just kind of. Yeah, like turn it on when I when I the other person. That's what they're looking for or want or whatever.
1: But yeah, it seems like it does nothing for you. And
0: like lately, it's been like more fun and um, sort of exploring that or whatever. Interesting.
1: And would you? Okay, so would you like to be the more subby one then?
0: I I I am arriving at a fairly new like revelation about myself that I'm a switch. Which there's a school Mm. of thought that says that all switches are actually subs then because they're just they can only be a dom by pretending to be because hmm. uh, But I, and I, I reject that, but I just want to acknowledge that it's out there hmm. that a, that a true dom would never consider ever being a sub. Hmm. So the fact that you like both means you're not a true dom. Hmm. Um, but, uh, I think that's horse shit. Um,
1: why are Should we talking see- about this now? <laughs> well, cause I, I, I'm just surprised. It, it seemed like something you could, do but you didn't you were totally indifferent towards it didn't do anything for you just did just because i want this other person to have fun and enjoy themselves and um or maybe because you felt like you needed to i i just had this different perception of where you're at with these kind of dom and sub things and so it sounds like this is a potential like you're you're right opening. that it is changing you're yeah. right that it is shifting yeah. like
0: your characterization is more or less accurate to me a few years ago or whatever yeah. and we don't talk about it that often yeah. but um, that's definitely that's definitely changing
1: yeah i could uh, yeah when i was reading about this yeah they're d- like the article i read was very like described the the sub part the someone else having control the you releasing all like control over this part of you them deciding when uh, and where it gets to be unlocked and and but it, it felt which all of this i could understand like I I think I like these for like shorter amount of times like I would have sex with someone and do this like it within the context of like one like hookup or something so I don't think I would be into this because like I I get like I'm like yeah it'd be fun to be super sub but like but then I want you to leave and then I want to keep being me like I would not want (laughs) to lock on like I don't I I don't I don't know that I would want to live like a life of sub I I think my like my i just don't have the like sexual long-term sexual appetite like i don't know to to maintain that yeah like like there's there is a not permanent but like the there's a long-term form of like submission that like i don't you know i don't know that i would want for that for that long i
0: don't know if this is what you're touching on or not but i I do think that there's something sort of they're like transitional aspects to sex of like this or that is hot, like in the moment and is a way to arrive at orgasm together in new or different or creative ways. But ultimately it's about that experience, that encounter yeah. this some aspects of like like chastity are not that. Yeah. It is a long-term, yeah. like if you have a cage on for a week and that's a kink for you, then like you're basically sexualizing your entire existence for multiple days in a row or months or a year in one day or whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> and that's that seems way different than yeah. here's a thing that works for our sex life in the moment transactionally. Yeah, right?
1: I, I think, yeah, there, there are things I like, I think they're fun and kinky, but like, would not want them all the time like yeah once i'm done with that sex i'm like okay now i'm gonna like exist as a regular person if someone said get me water because i'm your don, like on a like tuesday right before work i'd be like no i'm tired dude like i don't (laughs) i don't want to be this for you all the time you know
2: (laughs) yes dan (laughs) have either of you had someone uh, ask you to refrain from coming or jerking off for a period of time before before like you meet up with them or or anything like that sort of chastity without the device no
0: Uh, it's not exactly what you've asked but like in uh, most of my flirtation with dom sub uh, stuff has been virtually like a lot of sexting a lot of like phone calls and shit like that and uh, both as a dom and as a sub like telling somebody that they can't come until i say it's okay or being the person that's not allowed to come until told it's okay i mean that's that's sort of in that space but that's more on the on the scope of like 5 to 10 minutes as opposed to like <laughs> days or hours or whatever
1: i'd be like sure that's great totally totally doing it as as i'm like jerking off that <laughs> night like yep no touching at all um this out.com article i read talked about uh dude uh at kate jock at least on twitter and, and talked about his interest in this and that like part of it it was like well when i'm locked then that i have all of this sexual energy that i can't release and it makes me go to the gym more and partly that's in so then i can service my like the dom more like if this could get me to go to the gym like (laughs) god damn it maybe but like to like i can barely even care like enough to do that but to like i'm gonna exercise so i'm the like the best sub possible in service like that just sounds like so much work i can't I can't sculpt my body by not eating a chip, like much less like doing, I I just don't have that level of dedication to a dom that would, (laughs) would allow me to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was important that that, um, this particular dude was, uh, he's Asian and talked about in this article about how important it was to change the view of Asian people and their sexuality. So doing a couple things with like both the, the lock, the, and what chastity means, and also being an Asian person in porn, and you know, in like sexual scenarios like this. Yeah. The one thing you said before the story of like the boundaries of consent and non-consent that that seemed like a big like uh, there shouldn't be any non-consensual
0: aspects. Like yeah, and in this particular story, uh, the male chastity device. Um, it was it was originally a, a straight a straight couple and she Lame. she had him locked up and was was turning it up and it's interesting because i think it's very problematic a uh, uh, rape culture stuff it, it makes it very problematic but i think the fact that it was the dude whose consent is being violated by his wife somehow like it's, it, it's not okay and shouldn't be okay, but, like, makes it seem more palatable or, like, less offensive? Am I making any sense to you at all? Like-
1: Understandable that you would feel that way in the same way that... Uh- domestic abuse feels more okay when it's a woman abusing a man, it is still fucked up, but we have this view, uh, this messed up view of things. So like what you're saying, both I understand why and where it's coming from also still horrible. Like, you know, it's, you're talking about it in a way that like almost it's, it seems like it makes you feel better about it. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to, I'm
0: trying to understand my own reaction to the Mm. idea that like, if she blurs the lines of consent why is my reaction to that not more negative? Yeah, and I, I think that it's some cultural
2: yeah.
0: shit that I want to like work on, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But but I also wonder about the idea of like, can you consent to non-consent? Right, like if you if you have the if, absolutely, and and I I think that in this story that was sort of where the line is being blurred or whatever right this this idea that i consent to you doing whatever until i tell you that it's not okay and you've crossed a line yeah
1: yeah yeah and and yeah having stuff negotiated out like that um and you know knowing what the like i don't know safe word is the obvious thing but like knowing knowing what it means to like no this is too far and i'm gonna make it clear like yeah that consenting to non-consent is very different than flat out blurring the lines into non-consent yeah yeah yeah. and yeah so Um should I talk about asexuality and chastity? Sure. I It's an
0: interesting combo,
1: isn't it? Yeah. So there there are a few concepts I want to cover in here, but the biggest reason I want to talk about this is because there is this notion, hopefully you know people that listen are um advanced in their knowledge enough to not believe this, but there could still be a confusion between asexuality and chastity. And even on the um asexuality.org Website, which is uh, I think a great resource to has FAQs and explanations and good resources and everything. Um, They even have on their asexual person. An asexual person does not experience sexual attraction, and then unlike celibacy, which is a choice to abstain from sexual activity, asexuality is an intrinsic part of who we are, just like other sexual orientations. So Mm -hmm. they even very upfront on their what is asexuality make that clarification. So that's enough to make me believe that that it still is a, there's a confusion between those two. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so we're looking at these extremes and absolutes of asexuality. What? Like a,
0: I don't know why this is blowing my mind, but the idea that like somebody says, I am asexual and somebody thinks, oh, you must be celibate. Like that just presumes that there's no possible universe in which that person doesn't want to have sex. They must be choosing not to have sex. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's asexual erasure to even frame it that way. And so like they're getting in front of that by by explaining the difference.
1: Right. Yeah, I think a lot of us, part of the reason there's so much hate and intolerance in the world is people are like unable to... Un- think about concepts that are not themselves like oh there are people out- i experience sex sexual arousal and you know want to do sex stuff yeah. like and everyone i know wants to as well so like you can't even picture someone who just doesn't have that feeling yeah um, at all um so yeah it is not a choice it is a natural part of who they are and how they are made um which is a good um part of lgbtqia plus um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it makes sense as a non what's the non gender what's the sarah's acronym that she really liked gen, gen gender and gsrm gender sexuality and relationship minority oh. you don't you're not showing any face of recognition you really liked it when she said it yeah Should yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay yeah no I, remember I, it.
0: I just i but then it didn't go in there. So maybe we need to workshop that a little bit. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's out there enough that like people start to recognize that, especially in a
2: medical sense. But Was Mike gone for that episode? Is that why it's not resonating? Yeah, but I heard it. Mm. Uh, it was no, you just were... you and I and Sarah, I believe.
1: There was some time when we were talking to Sarah and you said you really liked that. I think yeah. anyway, anyway, irrelevant. Maybe you weren't, um, uh, I don't remember. Go go figure Um. But a, a sexual minority, most people do experience sexual attraction, sexual urges tingling in their, <laughs> in their nethers. Um,
0: <laughs> Too much tingling to see a doctor. But. <laughs>
1: uh, asexuality does not make our lives any worse or better. We just face a different set of needs and challenges than most sexual people do. Um, and I will also remind you, in asexuality, there is a big spectrum. There is, it is not just, okay, asexual no sexual urges or whatsoever there. Um, some people may, uh, experience the feeling of wanting to be sexual or just draw the line at not wanting to experience that with anyone else. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they may still masturbate. They may not, they may, um, uh, people that are gray sexual may want to, uh, have sex with certain people or certain times. So there's just a huge spectrum uh, that exists within the asexuality umbrella um, that it, it is not as pure and simple as asexuality. They're chased like the end yeah. of end of list. Like yeah. So yeah. basically break all the notions you would have about what asexuality means and, and realize just like everything. It's a, it's a spectrum. Yeah, for sure. A wide variety of experiences. One. Uh, one thing though that i thought was really interesting is an overlap in interest between an asexual person and chastity like okay. these two interests combined and so um on reddit there's a bdsm underscore aces subreddit um that uh i wanted to just read this person uh, posted about exploring this area and i just wanted to read uh, a paragraph of what they said about it okay um I find the mental stimulation of DS uh, power exchange far more exciting and satisfying than the emotional and physical stimulation of sex. And as soon as I started exploring kink, chastity appealed to me right away, but not for the reason sexual people seem to enjoy it. I don't see it as a punishment or prison, but a shelter, a safe space. It's a power exchange that comes with a constant physical reminder that someone else is in control. I don't have to worry about the overwhelming pressure to perform sexually as someone with a penis. My keyholder is taking care of that for me. She's keeping me safe. It's comforting to be owned, freeing to not have to deal with erections. From what I've heard, For most, a constant state of denial intensifies arousal, but after a few days locked for me, I get this really calm, euphoric feeling, a sense of satisfaction that I'm right where I belong, safe, secure, and taken care of. I'm full of these constant warm and fuzzy feelings, and literally all I want to do is cuddle exclamation i should have, and all i want to do is cuddle
2: uh-huh <laughs> um
1: which i thought that was such an interesting like different take on you know so much of what we were talking about like the the goal behind is yeah like building up arousal and denying yourself something but for an asexual person experiencing chastity it's for completely different reasons and i yeah. thought that was a really interesting personal that is from mock bingo user mock bingo on reddit this it's like a
0: it's like a, it's like a penis hug.
1: i love penis hugs in my butt (laughs) that's very different very
0: different no but comforting and and um nice warm fuzzy yeah kind of a connotation
1: and it sounds like being able to like they didn't say this directly but like getting rid of anxieties and like you're just not in control of that as someone else's and that seems like a I, i i guess i could understand maybe that that side of like releasing your anxieties and just letting someone else be in control yeah jesus take the wheel
0: (laughs) jesus take the wheel (laughs) that's the the last thing that they would say probably um yeah great um i'm gonna tell you about the band chastity belt
1: (laughs) okay sure because why not
0: because why not so chastity belt was formed in walla walla washington right in a real place backyard That's
1: that's their uh slogan we're a real place
0: they went to whitman college and met each other but it's uh it's 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 julia shapiro lydia lund annie truscott and gretchen Grimm, and um so it's a lady band it's a lady band yep uh
1: sometimes known as a band
0: yep exactly um but the fact that they're into alternative rock uh noise pop pop rock um and noise pop yeah i've never
1: heard of that genre
0: <laughs> me neither until i started reading about chastity belt but it's, um uh in, it's that's an indie rock subgenre. anyway they formed this band and uh it's just it's really interesting um when i where did that go sorry Quote, they take a humorous approach to feminine stereotypes and customs in their lyrics, challenging gender norms and femininity as a construct. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead singer, uh, Julia Shapiro, started originally in a band called Childbirth. That is a Seattle <laughs> band that apparently still is active and does stuff together Um but uh it's like a sort of a local super group in a way like it's a bunch of other seattle bands that uh, then have members that do this childbirth thing they perform in maternity gowns <laughs> <laughs> um that's hilarious and the band childbirth uh, you
1: throw like uh shit what's the thing you snip off that umbilical are, cords you throw umbilical cords on the stage <laughs> to celebrate oh
0: god um <laughs> Uh, Childbirth received some notoriety on websites like Pitchfork and Vice Magazine for their viral song, quote, I Only Fucked You As A Joke, <laughs> which made Spin Magazine's top 100 songs of 2014. That's so <laughs> uh, they, they just are really like... I listened to some of their stuff earlier uh, and one of their um, one of their songs is called Seattle Party, which I think is really, really fun and interesting. But my favorite song of theirs, uh, at least so far, just kind of poking around is um, a song called Pussy Weed Beer. Okay, (laughs) and it's it's not pussy weed and beer. She says pussy weed beer like that's and, like we like pussy weed beer okay. is like part of what she's f- yelling about or whatever huh. and I, so i don't know if that's a kind of beer mm. or if it's like i don't know
1: pussy it, weed have you heard that from um uh uh sunset strip no nope. broke city broke broad city
0: Broad City no oh, oh.
1: it's because alana puts weed upper pussy when to like avoid getting caught by police because who's gonna check you know who's gonna check
0: that okay yeah so she
1: calls it pussy weed so sure. i wonder what came first the pussy weed or the pussy weed beer
0: um yeah pussy weed beer was on
1: oh god i forget that you're probably gonna actually look it up if i ask a question
0: i think so they had a, their first album was called no Regurts, which i think is hilarious <laughs> it's something that dan says all the time um uh, and I, I think it was off of that one. I think Pussy Weed Beer is off of No Regrets, Yeah. Uh, from 2013, um, which I think is pre-Broad City. Anyway, anyway, they're amazing. I think they're fantastic. I like the stuff that they're doing with like gender and femininity and, yeah. and, and, and really very unapologetic about the whole thing. And uh, I'm I'm hoping to see them sometime. Unfortunately, they're not currently touring. Although they are going to do a show in New York next week on November sixth. Um, so yeah. It, anyway, that's Chastity Belt. Uh, apparently, originally they were going to call themselves Fuck Chastity Belt, and then somebody said like maybe you'd get more gigs if you dropped that mm. that part. And uh, but there was also a period of time when the uh, the uh, the lead singer was like doing. She had a chastity belt made out of meat. She was wearing a chastity <laughs> belt made out of meat, and it was—I uh, don't know how—I I don't know what the reasoning was for that, but it was apparently way like er, er, in their early days. Was
1: that inspired by Lady Gaga's meat dress? Maybe,
0: yeah. It, I mean, who, who knows? Anyway, that's and now
1: Mike is going to do a rendition called Uh Assweed Beer." Ass Take it away, weed. Mike.
2: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fine. yeah anyway that's that's chastity belt the band um give have more no no the the last thing that i wanted to talk about Ooh. i'm just not sure how that how this all fit in but um uh on on february 8th of 2010 aol news reported that dexter blanche a dog breeder from louisiana introduced a chastity belt for dogs what called pabs which is pet anti-breeding system um, it's made of polypropylene and uses an eight buckle locking system and a washable mesh pad to prevent intercourse in female dogs.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Uh, 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 this uh, sounds
1: like a little bit of an animal abuse. Like that sounds like a hefty tool that I don't know. I, yeah.
0: So the ASPCA, there's this uh, Dr. Kathleen Makalinsky said that, quote, for the majority of animals, spaying and neutering remains the most beneficial mm-hmm. option. But then the AKC, the American Kennel Club, said um, that uh, based on some UC Davis research, th- they say that the owner of large breed dogs will have a healthier, longer-lived dog if the pet owner would wait until the dog is of the appropriate age before spaying or neutering. And that maybe this is a way to prevent mm. them from getting pregnant in the window between maturation and getting them spayed or neutered. Or, or neutered maybe but like specifically the female dog is huh. the one that this device yeah. like works for it's, it's, just, it's just really interesting to me that like there's a whole controversy about dog chastity belts <laughs>
1: uh, yeah that doesn't yeah like saying there's an eight locking mechanism that doesn't <laughs> feel very like that it doesn't say like we did the least restrictive thing and I mean uh, Obviously, I only have one dog to take care of. Yeah. Rather, than, like it was very easy to not let my dog fuck anything for a little bit until his balls no, got you, snipped. Oh,
0: oh, okay, well, I was gonna say you're bad at not letting him fuck things. Oh. now. <laughs>
1: when as long as the other dog owner, I think in an ideal world, let him fuck them, and then your dog is going to get angry. Some some dogs love it, so like whatever. But if but if not, your dog is going to get angry and snip at him. And that's what he deserves, and that's the only way he'll learn to not do it. So, like, I have to, like, communicate with the other dog owner to make sure they're okay with, like, letting them be dogs and do their thing. Like, just at a random dog park, I wouldn't let him do that. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe he does need a chastity belt. Maybe I'm coming around on the dog chastity belt system.
2: Would he just hump the chastity belt? (laughs) He's like, ooh, I've got some friction right here that I can go along with. I'm going to talk a little bit about humping a Chastity belt in my Patreon segment. Wow. Of course. Of course you are. <laughs> uh,
0: well, should we... Should, did we do it?
1: Yeah, I think I think we covered some... A lot of different takes on Chastity.
0: Should we take a, take a break and talk about whatever the hell Dan wants to talk
1: about? <laughs> Let's lock ourselves up, give him the key, and just be
0: his subs for a bit. Great. <laughs> should we take a, take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Lock it up. This is the part where Mike are we are we ready then yeah are we back
1: or we're back, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we've locked ourselves back into the chastity of yep. this episode and we're gonna do our gays and straightest we're
0: gonna do our gayest and straightest but first our oh. website is not have nice gay.com <laughs> it's gayishpodcast.com
1: <laughs> but if you want to check out our other podcast <laughs> you can look at that nice gay. um our social media which you should particularly take a look at our Instagram and Twitter at gayish podcast, but we're on a bunch of other shit um, for the contest where if you tag someone and your suggestion for the podcast that the winner, I will, I will use your your (sighs) submission. I will use your submission to my whim and testimony. (laughs)
0: wow you're good at this uh
1: and it contest ends october 31st so i'll be picking someone after i didn't we didn't talk about that i'm deciding i i think yeah. <laughs> um so yeah uh, submit your best things and i'll pick one
0: our hotline, you can send us text messages <laughs> or leave us voicemails. It's 5855 Gayish. That's 585 542 9474. Standard rate supply. And
1: our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington 98109. Uh, A quick programming note uh, we said it at the top of the show, but we'll say it again because y'all apparently need things repeated to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, our quarterly Patreon Zoom call is going to be on Wednesday, November the 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific time. All of our Patreon supporters, regardless of how much you're giving us, get an invitation. Look for that in the Patreon app or the Patreon website and uh, join us. Hang out. We we talk and we get to know each other and we ask for your advice on stuff when we're kicking it around and, and it's generally just fun and a good time and you should you should do it
1: yeah yeah i've heard good fun things people enjoy it what what's up
2: i was just gonna say uh you can think of uh a patreon subscription for just one month as just a ticket to that event and uh for just two bucks you can you can hang out with mike and kyle and and probably me yeah and um i'll be in Palm springs uh doing it from there i guess and, and uh, probably my mom she shows up so yeah a lot. <laughs> a lot of awesome listeners it's a very cool community of people and so it's a yeah just two bucks yeah yeah uh
0: gayest and straightest? let's do our gayest and straightest i'll
1: go first do it my gayest is uh these are gonna these are very uh the traditional stereotypes mm-hmm. i on my way over here picked up a nice coffee it's chilly outside it's oh, yeah. windy it's cold but i wanted ice coffee because that's what gays that's what gays want you
0: walked really fast and you did <laughs> ice coffee.
1: <laughs> yep um so cl- classic gay yeah. um and my straightest is i was getting on hulu to watch my huge uh and i saw there was a hockey game and it was like live and i was very confused as to like they clearly are not re- reading their algorithm correctly of like, I don't know why you would think I would be in t- interested in that, sure. but like it was there. And so like I turned it on for like a few seconds and it was, um, I-, I think more so just to be like, do I really get this live? And it's the Kraken, which is a new hockey team that people care about, I guess. Um, the Seattle, Seattle Kraken. Yes, Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and it was like, yeah, they are playing hockey and, you know, yelling about a good, there was a, I saw a good save. Yeah. What, for the several seconds I saw it and yeah
0: yeah awesome what about you just a little bit of hockey makes your world go
1: they're, hockey players are hot but they're too covered up there should be like a you yeah. know shirtless hockey shirtless dude hockey I would watch that
0: yeah get, get in, on a hockey yeah. NHL
1: yeah and get into
0: fights no I'm not done yet uh, mm. 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 All right, lock it up. Um, <laughs> the gayest thing about me—it's not this week, but uh, I've been meaning to talk about it. Uh, it is um, the—we were hanging out with Doug Antkoviak not too long ago, and he was talking about how he was certain that the uh, Gonzaga University Bulldogs were going to win the NCAA uh, basketball championship next year in in March slash April.
1: Well, Gonzaga's a pretty and, good choice because they're usually
0: in the top four. Okay, this is your straightest, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so, uh but uh the the I don't know why I think it's my gayest. The gayest thing about me was like insecurity about being too gay. I was like, <laughs> you really think that? Like, I- I'm gonna, I. I- i'll put money down on that like i i don't actually care i like i pretended to care and that's really gay you're cat like,
1: you're being uh, having a catty response to it. I,
0: yeah I, I think yeah so i i bought it i bought a ticket i now have a 50 dollar ticket uh that uh that gonzaga is gonna win a uh, ticket uh yeah, when i was in las vegas unexpectedly i oh. I, I went to the casino and purchased uh, at the sports sportsbook a, a ticket for Did that you-
1: do you tell Doug that? Does he know that you I don't know. Doug
0: I- Doug, I bought a ticket. I don't-, <laughs> I don't even know if he listens anymore. Um and then the um the, the, the strangest thing about me this week uh is I went to cheney and back in a single day uh Oof. last Monday. It's four hours and some change each direction, but uh ended up having pizza and beer with my fret bros and talking about sports and oh. talking about this ticket that I'd bought and like Kind of a little bit because of Doug knew some things to say. Oh, good. <laughs> but it's
1: so nice when like a thing happens, like you look at one news story or something, and then the next day you get to be like, Oh yeah, I totally know that this quarterback is out for the season and some then something everyone's like, Ugh.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like Russell Wilson he injured his hand.
1: Oh, was he jerking off?
0: No, he's oh. playing football. But oh. you know uh,
1: That's his that that's jerking off for him.
0: Anyway, and Rolovich got fired. Anyway, okay, great. That's uh, that's it. So our uh, our listeners gave us the straightest yeah, this one comes from our email. Email, email. Uh Gayest waiting to Our two- email. <laughs> this was from Jim. Gayest waiting 2 hours for AAA to fix my rental car's flat tire because mechanical things. <laughs> Straightest saying fuck it and changing the tire after waiting 2 hours because no one showed up.
1: Oh, you own your shit. That was a was a good opportunity to to do it yourself and prove that you can.
0: Could you change the tire?
1: Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's you got to first loosen the lug nuts. That's what everyone mm-hmm. gets wrong. Usually they try to do it while it's up, but you loosen the lug nuts before you do it. Then you jack it up. Then you get them all the way off. And then you take off your tire. And Then you put on the other one, which is usually in the back seat and sometimes underneath the carpet mm-hmm. area. And
0: You're just blowing your straight load completely on this episode. Like, take like, it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this has been Gage. A special thank you to all of the people that have their cock caged up right now.
1: Yeah, you dirty, dirty boys. You stale chaste. I don't want to see you come till November am i hot am i doing hot I, I, good I, I don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um i would also like to thank our super capper just forest Nail, patrick martin anonymous explosive lasagna christopher farrell jamie pew kevin henderson tipsy McStumbles, donald linsky thomas b dusty sands chris Cacciatore, and jerome york and cnn javi who fumbled in there but caught it <laughs> it kept running
0: great good work <laughs>
1: like simone biles just, or something
0: just yeah Okay, this has been Gayish uh, from the Chris Katscherian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Goetz.
1: Until next week, be butch, be fabulous,
0: be you. I just
1: <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish.
1: The podcast begging for your submission. Oh no. Your your submissions. <laughs> submit submit to the contest, everybody.
0: The power's gonna go out.
1: Right oh, right now. But Did- I can't repeat my my intro line because then it won't be new anymore. You're supposed to just roll with it. I like know, a real podcaster okay, Mike. But
0: you said you said you said submission, and then like the power went out. Like, what kind of dom Spoo- top power do you have over the it's electricity grid in Seattle, Washington? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm Mike Johnson. Are we,
1: <laughs> are we leaving this? Are we starting again? I don't know. Okay.